Kiora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Hello, Chris. Hello, Mark. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm good. I should actually be driving back from New Plymouth, but uh, due to the weather, I'm not. You're stuck in New Plymouth? No, I'm home already. I decided not to go. Uh, New Plymouth will be the lesser place for it. Oh, you're too generous, mate. Too generous. Uh, We we spent uh, the day together... um, (laughs) <laughs> yesterday was it yesterday I'm too yeah confused. like some sort of um retreat well it, yeah definitely uh but it's good it was it was the uh towering ezra user group meeting it was it was a good day apart from the weather it was a bit of a shocker but you uh, know well, that wasn't help when um someone who should remain nameless said was trying to make polite conversation and said um lovely day shame about the view as we had this magnificent view of Towering a harbour with Mount Monganui in the background and what have you, but it was just raining and foggy and stuff. It was. It was a pretty rough day, actually. But it was still a good view. Well, yeah. It was, actually. Yeah. Uh, so now, catch up with each other, Chris. What did um, what, what did we learn about each other? What, that we didn't already know? Yes. Um, hmm... I don't know. I, I told you about the uh, the Easter egg hunt map I do for my kids every year, didn't I? No, no, you didn't tell me about that. Oh, I should have done. So um, Easter egg hunt map. Yeah, well, well, you know, um, it would be way too easy just to let the kids run around the garden, um, you know, trying to find some Easter eggs. But uh, I thought, no, this is an opportunity to uh, ingrain my kids with with geography and maps. And so, you know, the night before Easter, where, you know, all through the house, nothing was stirring, not even a mouse. I think that works. Um, I make a map for them, and they have to follow the map to get the Easter eggs. Do you, um, like, do you capture it properly? Like, do you go to the Auckland City Council website and print off a map of your property and then mark on it? It or definitely. Or draw it? Well, no, what I, 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 we've, we've got a uh, personal Lock Just Online account. And um, I, I've, you know, got named users for the kids, and they each have a uh, a collector app. Oh, they have collector. Not yeah, because that would cost. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they've got a collector, and they have to, you know, they they can use collector to find out, or is it explorer? Actually, it's explorer. Sorry, they use explorer to find out where the eggs are, and then when they get the egg, they're not allowed to pick the egg up and eat it. Obviously, uh, they have to do a short survey in survey one two three, um, you know, about the egg and where they found it. Yeah, and then they, they get back together. Or do you have workflow in there as well? It's using workflow then to assign the egg to another child because you have so many of them. Uh, no, but they do have to fill out forms like how many calories and how sick is this Easter egg going to make me? Um, and how many yeah. ants were on the Easter egg because you put it out the night before. And, and that's why they voted me the funnest dad uh, 2017. Uh, well, yeah. There wasn't a lot of running though for your kids. What do you mean? Wow. It's fairly sure they're yours. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> probably. And it's good always when you you, you, you go into that race uncontested. <laughs> uh, you uh, you told me an interesting uh, little fact about yourself, which I thought was quite pertinent, given where we were and what we were up to. Yeah, well, seeing it was the Taranga Youth Group, I was thinking, mm-hmm. I, I kind of invented that. 
tell me more because um you know sounds a little tall um well no no it's just that i know how modest you are and this isn't the kind (laughs) of thing you'd suggest unless it was Um, true to be honest well yeah it, it mostly is true um not that there hasn't been user groups in the past or anything but when I was at Tauranga City, I um, yeah started bringing down Eagle and joining people together regularly mm. um, in, in the Tauranga region. Cool. Um, yeah, so I uh, maybe some sort of influence. Or put Tauranga on a map as a place to always held a user group conference. That's pretty cool. Slash Rotorua, slash other places. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I think the great thing about the regional conferences, and we're going to talk about this later in topic of the week, 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 week. Um, you know, these user groups are, are really good at doing that. Um, I think uh-huh. it's what lots of people like about them is uh, they get to, out of the woodwork. Yeah, and they hang out with other people that they know, kind of. Or don't know, but you all don't know. Have someone in common. Hmm. Um, that did take me onto a random thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as a segue you know how we're always talking about I don't have um, I don't know how to explain my job to my wife my mother oh, yeah, people yeah. I meet the, stand, the standard problem that most people doing our job face yeah, yeah. I, I've worked out why we have that problem or one of the reasons we have that problem and that is because we don't even explain it to each other uh, yeah good so, point I'm a GIS analyst. And people go, oh, yeah, that's cool. Because they think they know what that means because they've done GIS analysis as well. Yeah. Like, there's such variation in what that could be. Well, it, it's a bit like, um, so you know, my wife's a lawyer. And people go, oh, lawyers, we know what lawyers do, that kind yeah. of stuff. But, you know, there are, there are as many types of lawyer as there are types of doctor. You know, they specialize in stuff. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, what you're saying is exactly right. I was speaking to somebody at the conference and I kind of said, so, you know, what do you do? And they kind of laughed and went, well, I do GIS. And it was kind of like, yes, that's kind <laughs> of the obvious point. That's why you're here, which is why I was asking you here's, what. Here's you, a slow clap. Yeah. 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 That's why it, it's what particular aspect of GIS do you do? Yeah. Or what interests you? Are you a wearologist? Are you a you know wearographer or uh, the one I can ever remember? <laughs> Wearometrist. Wearometrist. You know. Yeah. I um, think that using those terms really does kind of explain it. Yes, of course mm. it does. <laughs> mm. I think we should split conferences into three groups: have the um, wearographers in one area, wearometrists in one another area, and the um, the where are we up to? Wearometrist. Wearographers, wearographers, or wearologists. Any, yeah. Split them all up. I think the only the only problem with our plan is the fact that we've invented these names and even we can't remember them. (laughs) Oh, uh, if you saw my my conference presentation, you noted I called myself a wearologist. You did, yeah. Um, We need we need more hashtagging. Hashtag. uh, Hashtag wearology. (laughs) Actually, I've got one of these. Hashtag wearologist. (laughs) <laughs> nice sweet alright um, I have a bit of correspondence this week oh have you um, well yeah just the usual people saying listen to the podcast love it well you don't get um, to top 49 in the New Zealand tech um, yeah listings without without doing something right that's what I like to believe anyway without reaching out and yeah. meeting people where they're at yeah absolutely yeah. Um, we had a great guest last week we did uh, Thank you, Josie. Uh, that certainly uh, bumped up our figures. Um, people get to listen to somebody else other than us. <laughs> um, 
so if you are thinking what am i missing for my life i know i haven't been uh, you know interviewed on the uh, you know the, the the number one geospatial podcast in new zealand then just get in touch we'd love to hear from you yeah we would and, and with that should we do um uh spatial news yes let's do some special news Spatial news. First exciting news you've got to tell us. Yeah, well, um, this isn't news for, for everybody, you know, uh, but it's it's certainly you know, news for vendors and, and people who uh, have got um, the Esri uh, Developer Network licenses or EDNs. Um, so... Uh, there's a new pricing model, a subscription model, I should say. Well, yeah, it's a more feature-packed model. So, um, it used to be the two two types of EDN. One included desktop and one didn't. Yep. Um, and now that's like everything that you do with the licensing. <laughs> <laughs> what made it slightly more complicated? <laughs> no, yes. I can't believe that. <laughs> um, but good news, it's free, EDN. Well, depending on which level you're at. Well, sure. If you're at the essentials level, which is ironic in so many levels. Um, if you're on the essentials level, it's free. You don't get yes. a lot of stuff. Um, but, yeah. You could go build some web maps with ArcGIS Online. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you get to move up. You get to move up to uh, the builder level, um, yeah. where you get a bit more kit. Um, and uh, well, one more, two, one more thing. You well, you actually get desktop as well. You do get desktop. Yeah. And then, without going through it, you can, you know, people out there are uh, bright young things; they can go read it themselves. But then you get professional premium enterprise. Um, yeah. You know, and as you step up, you get more and more stuff. And the benefit of um, enterprises, you get developer summit registration. You do. Yeah. Which is in itself worth its weight in enterprise, I guess. Yeah, we don't have prices, uh, um, so contact mm. your account manager. But I think that's you know we, we, we joke about it you know slightly more uh, complicated, but actually it kind of makes sense. Um, you know, uh, you you now kind of get what you need and don't pay for stuff you don't want, and you know, or if you need it, you pay for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Spatial news. Chris. Mark. I know you're a fan of um, local industry. Oh, I am. And, and a local industry, that a uh, company that's been, I suppose, missing for a little bit from the GIS world. Uh, um, it's been around for a while, but yeah. They've been around for, for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of missing recently. Because of enough doing better, bigger things. They have. Like GPS. Wellington based? Yeah, you may remember them from that really ugly arcade thing they had. <laughs> okay, a bit harsh, but yeah. Well, no, it was ugly, but it worked. It, it a did. Rangefinder and a GPS and a something else. Um, so, yeah, um, well, I suppose unfortunately, they're, um, they're actually. Making something that's used by Black and Decker, the drill people. The drill people, indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, the drill people have delayed an order for 9,000 units of their um, 
of their little tool, which has meant they're not actually going to be profitable this year. Which, which, uh, I mean, great shame and all that kind of stuff, but they've already shipped over 30,000 of the units. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is, when you think 9,000, and it is a lot. Yeah. But basically um, these are, you know, they're, they're actually... Smart, well, smart tape measuring. Yeah, smart tape measuring application. Well, it's more than that, let's be honest. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's called Spike, uh, and it looks pretty cool, actually. Uh, you know, it allows you to do um, pretty uh, powerful measuring and um, uh, from from your smartphone. It's a device that fits on your existing smartphone and uses its camera and a bunch of other stuff to... to uh, let you do some very clever stuff. It is clever, and and they're still making money. I mean, they're um, what, over five million dollars. Yeah. Um, cash flow. So that's that's actually quite a big business for New Zealand. And you can buy shares. You can. I, I do wonder if that's why the article was produced. But oh, you are so cynical, mate. So cynical. Uh, there's always news behind the news, but oh, I support them. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I love seeing kind of you know local industry do well on an international style, uh, stage. Yeah, yeah, they're not just bigger New Zealand. In fact, they're not. Well, they're not actually. Um, the the device you referred to uh, earlier, uh, the uh, the Ike. Uh, it have you ever seen the latest version? It looks pretty sleek, actually. No, I haven't. Oh, it looks really nice um, and very popular in the states. Um, uh, particularly in in kind of you know the the power delivery uh, companies. You know, measuring pole heights and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah, it's very robust, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. All right, next one. Spatial news. Uh, now, you're laughing yeah. just because you know what the story is. I'm I'm not laughing because I'm a grown-up, Mark. You're English, and you suggested the story, and I said, it's a little bit lowbrow for this high-brow podcast, which is <laughs> number 49 in the tech news industry. But we're persisting with it anyway. <laughs> well, hey, it's got a map in it, uh, and that's <laughs> all you need to basically get uh, on this podcast is to have something to do with maps. Yeah, so you may have seen this that um, there's a, a cancer campaign running for um, testicular cancer. I mean, that, otherwise, this story doesn't make any sense. Uh, and. Um, uh, I guess uh, Kiwi men have been raising awareness of the disease, which you know kills more young Kiwi men than any other cancer. Uh, and they've been raising awareness by going out with various GPS devices, whether it's Strava, whether it's a Garmin, whatever it is, uh, and and uh, recording their uh, their route on a map. And that route um, generally looks like a um, a. Can we say C and B? Is that right? Yeah, we sound a bit like hierarchy. Yeah, well, you know, um, Bourgeois is pretty good. Anyway, um, yes, and they've and, and actually, if you well follow the link, I mean, some of them are some of them are, are terrible. Like, like seriously, mean have a better look, <laughs> <laughs> or go and see a doctor if they're honestly that shape. Um, particularly the square ones. But anyway, yeah, but but I, I would just like to, um, I suppose, big up the Hamilton Massive. Hamilton <laughs> Massive, sorry, what? <laughs> uh, well, following the story from a few years ago where um, someone at Fairfield High in Hamilton drew, it, drew quite a few on the, um, on the field and it got picked up by uh, Google Earth satellites. Yeah. 
Um, Hamilton actually shows you the uh, appropriate shape and size. Or, well, my, my personal favourite, if 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 that's allowed, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, that um, is the, uh, the the one on the Cox's Bay Reserve. I think that's done very well. Yes, uh, it's so British. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a map, uh, you know, and it's to raise awareness for, uh, you know, uh, I was going to say a good cause, that's not quite what I mean, but, um, you know, raising awareness of this kind of thing is important. Yes, it is. And how better to do it than a, a childish drawing of, yes. Um, I think, yeah. Let's, let's play the jingle. Okay. Spatial news. Hey, they say imitation is the greatest form, uh, form of flattery, Mark. They, they do, and and boy, have we been flattered. We have indeed. I wonder whether we've been flattered. Will the other person knowing they're flattering us? I'm sure they do. Well, you know, number one. I'm, I'm friends on LinkedIn with them. Okay. So, um, one of the most outspoken hmm. um, GIS commentators in the industry. Um. The great James Fee has um, been doing blogging for ages. Yep. He he has been around for a while and he's got some very, very good posts. Um, and he occasionally did this thing called Hangouts, which is a Google Hangout where he talks to someone. Um, but it was only through a Hangout and it was recorded and it wasn't that great. So you'll never guess what he's done, Chris. Uh, no, no, tell me. He's created a podcast. A what? That's right. Actually, it's probably a vodcast more than anything. Well, let's go podcast it. Makes us feel slightly better about ourselves. Yeah. So the great James Fee, known throughout the known world, has basically copied, flagrantly copied, um, a, an idea we've had. A good idea. Is that what we're saying? Well, yeah, our idea. Yeah? Um, yeah, so if, if you find you need more geospatial news, he doesn't really do GIS news, that just... Just to make the distinction. And you know, he doesn't play export to shapefile either. No, he doesn't do that. I thought he's not that good. He just sits on one topic and they just talk about it. Um, actually, I've never watched it. Listen to it. Listen, uh, or the Hangout. Oh, I guess, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but if you like people to stay on one topic and not jump all over the place. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> not in today's modern youthful society. Speaking uh, of that, shall we move on? We shall. Spatial news. So, a uh, huge fan of these guys. Uh, you are. I know. Right? I always have been. No, I still think they're amazing. There's uh, 80s bands that you love. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, there's the, the, then there's these guys, and then above them are your wife and kids. Yeah, something like that. Um, what three words? Um, bringing addressing to people who otherwise don't have an address. I think uh, yeah, it's amazing what they do. Yeah, um, addressing in a non-conformal world where there isn't streets and, and what have you. Yeah, or, or even just locations. Even if you have an address, but you want to tell someone where to put something in the back of your garden or whatever else. <laughs> uh, what three words? Um, you know, is a fantastic option. I think everybody knows them by now. Um, but uh, they should. Just this is a as a talking point but if you don't know who they are they actually have the reason we're talking about them is they've just put out a uh, a really cool uh, youtube video of you know kind of describing what what three words uh, are is it's all on the title though but anyway um yeah so actually, uh, shouldn't it change to where three words 
well yeah worth it. anyway um we'll post it on facebook uh, but it's it's really uh, it is worth um yeah just watching yeah. the video and supporting them whenever you see them sure spatial news now, no spatial news would be spatial news without some kind of drone related topic well in the extensive research research that i do for this um podcast which actually can be slightly self-mocking but we do do research for this it may um, not seem like it but it happens uh, we have more than one news news site um one of the sites i went to was just full of drones yep so like the top 10 stories all of them were about drones and I thought that was a little bit repetitive. Um, but then this one caught my eye, which is from Germany, called Germap. Nice. See what they've done there. They've taken the word Germ. Anyway. <laughs> if you have to explain <laughs> it. Um, and they've created a um, vertical takeoff fixed wing um, drone. So is this, and I d- I, I'm reading the article myself, but is this the first vertical takeoff and landing fixed wing drone ever um from my research no it's not i'm asking like you should know the answer I, just say I yes well, yeah that's what i'm oh, saying no okay. Okay. <laughs> so but this is this is the first one that actually looks really um commercially viable yep um so those of you who are into uh, aeronautical engineering will know there's many difficulties with a uh, fixed or with rotating propellers etc um but yeah, this one, this one looks quite good. No idea of the price. I expect it quite pricey. Um, but the beauty of this, it has a 20 megapixel camera. Wow. Um, and can do 25 hectares in 20 minutes. So it's actually pretty fast. Um, but it also, if you're needing to sort of stop and inspect something a bit more, it can do that. So it can fly fast and then it can slow down and hover there because yeah. it rotates its propellers. Oh, that is wings. pretty cool. Yeah. I need to see um, a video of it working. Yeah, so Germap. G-E-R-M-A-P. And available in New Zealand at all good drone stores? Sure. Or sure. contact them on their website. That's probably a better idea. Yeah. Okay. Spatial news. So, as uh, recent Twitter, um, what's the phrase? Having recently set up a Twitter account for, G- for yes, you know, another uh, source of um, communication. So, you can already contact us on our Facebook page. You can email us gmail at geodurable.com. Right? Get it gmail right. Gmail at geodurable.com. Wow. Don't do that. No, because that's not going to get anywhere. <laughs> geodorable at gmail.com. And then uh, mygeodorable on uh, Twitter. Uh, and this is a Twitter story. So uh, Twitter have teamed up with um, Mapbox uh, mm-hmm. t- to create a... I guess, you, I guess you could call it an API or a... Um, well, basically, what it allows it allows you to communicate with someone over Twitter, um, and uh, well, this is location-based tweets. It is. Well, no, it's more than location-based tweets, because basically, you can ask someone, you know, uh, you know, where do you live, and they can uh, they can 
allow you to see where they are and then you can say oh well based on your location the nearest bar restaurant hotel whatever it is is this one and send them a map it looks pretty cool actually yeah and this does sort of remind me of the um uh, the geo- geospatial uh, dating app called Winda. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, but yeah. Okay. I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's geospatial good. tweets. Well, we're 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 enabled tweets. Yes. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, is that all the spatial news we've got time for? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it sounded like I had more. Uh, well, I just want to... My, my, uh, the last news item, actually, I want to talk about is um, the uh, NZTA um, road closures uh, web map. Oh, yes. Um, so yesterday, uh, you know, I wasn't towering it, and the plan was to uh, drive to New Plymouth um, that evening after the conference, for the New Plymouth conference. Uh, and the weather, as most people know, was pretty terrible if you were in the central North Island. Uh, and I was on the uh, the road closure, well, not the road closures, but the, uh, the um, NZTA's uh, map the entire day just checking what was going on on the state highways and in pretty much real time you could see which uh, which um, state highways were you know closing which were you know landslides and floods and so forth and it was purely on the basis of uh, that web map that I realized I couldn't make it to New Plymouth and you know uh, heading back to Auckland was a better choice um, and it was actually really good to to have access to that that kind of information um, what I think is is I don't know, what's odd is then if you do look at the floods, you know, and there, there are floods everywhere. Um, I haven't seen one kind of uh, authoritative flood map anywhere. It it's uh, it's a it bit of a frustration be one because it's not a um, it's not a national emergency. Ah uh, yeah 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 no I know, but it um, I think so it's a bit of a frustration that there, there isn't that level of uh, you know flood mapping in New Zealand at the moment. Well, there is that level of um, well. This is brought up at the regional conference at the conference yesterday that um, Manawatu have put online all their um, as a as a feed all their river levels. Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. So I mean, it's a bit hard to indicate flooding. Um, but if their river levels is telling you what should be what what an average is and what the current height is. Um, that's pretty close to what knowing what flooding is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we should actually encourage all the other regional councils to do the same. Yeah, they sure. all have this information. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I just think there should be more information out there, more freely available. Yes. Shall we do topic of the week? Week. Topic of the week. Right, as we mentioned before, the topic of the week this week is regional conferences. And not just any regional conferences. You could have joined in. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's the uh, you know it's the Esri User Group regional conferences. There were well, there are eleven of them this year, I believe. Yeah, there's a heap of them. There and are. Good on places like Greymouth and Gisborne. 
yeah, and then I think the you know the, the thing that they're really trying to do is um, yeah get to as many people as possible. Um, I don't know. You've been to Tauranga. I've been to. Uh, where have I been to? You've been. How many have you been to now? Four. Four. It was going to be five, but uh, that didn't happen. Um, four of them. Um, yeah. And although broadly, you know, there's uh, yeah, there's a similar theme that's running through all of them. You know, the, the kind of speakers and the uh, the people attending are you know are, are different each time. <laughs> well, apart from the vendors who seem to be turning up at everyone. Well, that's the kind of their job, really. Um, but well supported. Um, I mean, just a, I suppose a, a, um, and a thumbs up to the way they've done it with this, the speakers. Yeah. Um, with the sponsors, you know, a quick five minute. Um, two of them at Taronga were, well, one of them was like three minutes. It was brilliant. Um, another one was well under five minutes and entertaining. A few were a bit over that. Um, and maybe not as entertaining, but. Having a nice five-minute slot um, and keeping the costs down, basically, or it is free, um, and yet giving them the space they need—that's good stuff. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's uh, it, it's not free for the vendors. We you know we have to pay to be sponsors, uh, and I think there's that balance between um, you know how much do you pay and what you get for it you know because uh, at the end of the day it's uh, if you are a vendor you know travelling to the regions it's not cheap right you know no. um, there's a little bit of cost there well there's you know there's potentially quite a bit of cost um, but it's it's something that you know I think vendors do because they're part of the community as well you know it's, it's not just about you know making a sale because uh, they're not the kind of places where you go to make a sale but it's just there to you know uh, meet with people in the industry well especially now vendors are getting I suppose more not more specialized but maybe more diverse like you know 10 years ago there's only like one or two vendors and they're all very similar in mm-hmm. what I do and now the, the, the gap between them like they all do similar stuff but they have different spins on it yeah totally and I think that's actually a really nice thing um, you know, vendors yeah pretty rarely compete uh, compete with each other, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off regional conferencing. Well, um, but yeah, well attended events. Yeah, um, I think we I think um, over eight hundred uh, attendees have registered this year. That's pretty good, eh? Well, it's it's more than the um, the regional. Uh, it's more than the uh, user conference. Yeah, you know, gets. Yeah, um, well, it's because it's, it's only a day. Yeah, and there's not really a massive travel involved. No, no. Some people in the Tauranga one had travelled from Fakatani. Yeah, which isn't that close. Hope they managed to get back again, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a few came over from Hamilton. I thought that was quite good. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is good. I think uh, you know. It's a, it's a great opportunity for you know, the New Zealand uh, Azure User Group Committee to, to interact with its members as well. You know, it's it's one of the th- these things. We have an AGM once a year at the user conference, and you know, people attend, but we're you know, it, it's not a, always a great deal. Um, and it is a great opportunity to to you know, get the opinion of of. Um, of those attending, you know, what, what's the user group doing and what can it do better and what shouldn't it be doing and what should it be doing and so forth. Uh, yeah, well, there is a massive place for the user group. 
um, and especially in a single vendor market. Yeah. Well, single, yeah. With with everyone being Esri users, how do you how do you unite and um, form a common voice for what needs to be done? Yep. I mean, Eagle do a really good job job of listening anyway to people. Yep. Um, but yeah, having the having the user group and committee and what they do and the effort they they put in. Yep. Yeah, really really cool. Yep. Um, the I was talking to someone from overseas today who was saying he was amazed that New Zealanders actually get the chance to speak at these conferences and it's actually open to anyone when you say overseas how far overseas oh, like massively overseas oh okay um, yeah um, and it's, it's in his home country you don't it's only the vendor yep and anyone else who has a product to push and it's just basically marketing yeah whereas in New Zealand we're very fortunate that we actually get to see the product in action and people tell us what they liked and what they didn't like and um, yeah it, it inspires rather than just a techno you can do this well I do think that is one of the you know when you speak to people and you know why do you come to these conferences and you know what's the thing you find most valuable and yes, we can talk about tech, tech updates, and you know, Eagle do a great job doing that. But actually, most people, uh, you know, if you ask them, they say, "Well, it is to to hear what other people are up to." Um, you know, yes, we, we want to know about the technology, but how that technology is applied by others is is one of the things that most people find really interesting. Um, yeah. You know, and so you know. The you know, presentations like yours, uh, you know, weren't technology focused at all, but you know, described a common problem that we all have, um, you know, and, and it's it's really good to be able to share that that problem and, and kind of get feedback and and uh, you know, oh yeah, I have that problem, you know, how, how did you try and solve it, you know? Um, I had a number of people come up to me afterwards and say that was really interesting and I'm going to use your examples yeah um, so did you just yeah. want to uh, you know explain a little bit more about what you what you uh, I'm trying to be modest oh <laughs> come off it so at, um, at the company I work at which is Balanced Agri-Nutrients um, we've been I suppose trying to convince people of GIS like they know about the map but more about the analysis we can do yep and so we've been talking to them about the kebab, which is an identifying point of layers, lasagna, which is layers of information on top of each other, and then the cookie cutter, which is taking a shape and then cutting it through all the other layers of information doing a spatial intersection. Yep. Um, so that was my talk, but it took longer than that to say. Well, no, I, I think it, it is one of these things, you know, how... You want to be able to explain what is well, a pretty complicated um, subject without using a language that makes it more complicated. And we, you know, I thought that was one of the great things about the you know, Lins have been presenting uh, the uh, the top ten you know, benefits of geospatial as you know they've been you know, presenting at each of the roadshows. We mentioned last week. Pardon? Yeah. As we mentioned last uh, week. And you know, one of the things that you know they say uh, there was you know. We don't make it easy for ourselves because we can't even decide what to call ourselves. 
you know, uh, no. and we talk about location, we talk about GIS, oh, okay. geospatial, so you know. Back to our original topic, we can't explain what we do to each other, we don't know what we call each other, and then we use confusing words. Yeah. Um, one of the lines I put across in my presentation was around points, lines and polygons. Yep. Which I've never ever thought about until I've worked I had to explain it to other people. And no one knew what they were. I've got to admit, I do find that quite surprising. But like, a, I think it's the word polygon as well. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like the thinking is, oh, that's a geometric shape. What sort of shape is that? No, it's not a rhombus. It's not a um, trapezoid. It's not a parallelogram. Um, so we use the word shape. Yep. Um, if people go, oh yeah, I get a shape. I know what a shape is. Yeah. Um, so Chris, you've been to uh, four of these now. Mm-hmm. What do you think has stood out as, I suppose, a highlight in terms of style? So not to pull out one individual presentation, but mine was pretty good. Um, <laughs> Still being so modest. <laughs> um, but what, what would you say, I don't know, well, which one stood out the most to you in terms of the most energy going on? Oh, that's... Uh so the one I actually really enjoyed and, and you know uh, was um, was up in um, Whangarei Whangarei uh, and it was um, by Whangarei to you uh, foreigners yeah okay uh, and it was by um, a guy called Logan who's he's he's actually a, a data scientist uh, and he's not a geographer and he's you know he's not not a you know, GIS guy uh, so he's not a wearer of someone no he's he, he's not you know he's, he's a proper data scientist who studied stats and you know um, he, he actually described himself as a you know a uh, demographer you know someone who does demographics um, you know which is which is a job title you don't really get here but you know in the states apparently where he's from you know you know it's, it, it's much more common uh, and he, he was, you know, applying some pretty hardcore, you know, statistical um, methods to um, help predict population growth in in, um, in the far north, or, you know, northland. And, yeah. and again, it was the application, you know, he, he was doing this complicated stats, and I'm not even going to, you know, try and explain it. But, you know, the outputs eventually became maps. And it was the maps that, you know, visualized the stats. And actually, it was just one of these presentations which was, was kind of so far out the outside the usual thing that you hear and see about that, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you know I, I can really understand the science yeah. of what you've done. And I love the output because it's, it's a map and I understand it, you know. I do like those presentations that are um, just what a a really useful practical spin mm-hmm. on a piece of technology mm-hmm. like we've all made maps before but when it when it's really yeah really real world applicable and that sort of thing yep it's good yeah um, so there's a few more the other one that um, I go. oh sorry there's another one that stood out that wasn't just mine no no the, well no the, the other one uh, again from Fungaray is uh, the Fungaray yeah I know I know I, I, hey <coughs> I'm modest I did organise it so you know I only got the best um, was from uh, Nick Williamson didn't you organise the Auckland one as well okay I did a, a bit of that um, but uh, Nick Williamson who um, again he, he's, he's not traditional geospatial kind of guy 
he's more of your kind well he does geospatial but he's more like your hackathon kind of guy um, but you know his presentation was around you know hackathons but not just coding but it was actually about community hackathons you know how do you how do you come up with a regional uh, with a with a town plan and get the community involved well, you know a community hackathon where you actually get them involved and you get people uh, you know uh, interacting with with the space around them and you know where would this be a good place for a bench well why don't we put a couple of hay bales there and see whether people sit on them you know it was it was real kind of you know practical you know uh, like a like a hacking of, of urban planning yeah That's yeah and, and and he does you know he does the code hacking and he does you know other things but he also does this kind of urban hacking or you know place hacking or whatever you want to call it and again that was really interesting again because it was it was outside the kind of the norm um yeah but was still you know location aware i guess um so I, yeah I, I guess i like those kind of presentations where they're you know it, it's it's something you, you yeah, necessarily think about it in that way, but actually, it's it's inherently spatial in you know the work that's being done. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, and there's a few more conferences to go. There are, yeah. I think um, what we've got, we've got uh, Greymouth um, coming up. Um, I think that yeah. is. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the dates off the top of my head, which is terrible. Um, You've put me right in the spot, Mark, and I can't tell you the answers. Thanks. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> what can I tell you? We can we can do the man look something up on computer if it's important. No, it's not that important because you might be listening a week late. That's true. Um, but we would love to hear, get in contact with us, with us um, about how you found the regional conferences. Uh, yeah, shall we uh, shall we depart this topic of the day and get on to uh, another fine get game? Another fun times. Okay. Um, you've been practicing. No. No. Okay. It's been a busy week. I've been uh, all over the shop. Well, feels like it. Um, I haven't either. So this this could go either way. In which case. Yeah, um, I believe you're serving. Oh, am I? Well, yes. I better, I better um, have a bit of background music. I can't concentrate without it now. <laughs> Export to shapefile. So regular listeners will know this is our um, weekly game of Export to shapefile. The uh, point is to manoeuvre among the Esri toolbox um, and push your opponent into a corner where they can only export to shapefile, which is the most basic of all moves. And for those who've been listening for quite a while, I, I expect you're kind of picking up on on some of the subtlety, uh, you know, that, that arises uh, during the game. Um, or they'll be going, you know, you always make that mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every week. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to start where I uh, feel at home. Um, so the uh, the 3D analyst toolbox and um, <laughs> An old favourite. Yeah, it is, and it's a tool that I haven't used in all forever um, curvature curvature mm. nice okay um, I'll play safe then and go data management toolbox with alter version hmm okay well no great shakes there it's not exactly um, no you know it's a modest move. Yeah, modest I mean, man. yeah, fair enough. 
Um, your old favourite, in which case, uh, tin. Uh, tin polygon tag, I think I'm going to go with. Tin polygon tag. Have you used that? Nice. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm not really afraid with tins. Oh, come on. Despite the number of times I've called them in this game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and as, as always, Jeremy, don't write in and just abuse us for using tins. You probably will. It was a tool in 9.3. Um, okay, so you went from tin polygon tag. And then I'll go to extract by points. Hmm, special analyst. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to match your special analyst with uh, a spline. A spline? I, I have used that tool. Mm. Okay, spline takes me to boundary clean. Oh. Generation, uh, special analyst again. Generalization. That's narrowed the field a little bit, hasn't it? It has. I, I, I think you thought I'd move out of there. I was kind of hoping you would. Uh, that's ruled out specialized. Um, back into 3D analyst, I think, in which case. And um, tin to raster, I think, should do it. Ooh, a double tin. I don't know if we've ever had a double tin before. Uh, hope these aren't desperate times. Uh, database management toolbox. Uncompress uh, geodatabase data. Uh, un file geodatabase data. Hmm. Well, uh, I'm going to match your geodatabase. Uh, generate file geodatabase license. Ooh. Ooh, that was a short step. Um, feature compare then. Getting down to the wire, isn't it? Um, import message. Um, import message. Mm. I can't say I've ever used it. Okay. Um. It's quite cool, actually. going to go for erase from the overlay toolset here's something you don't see every day wow erase that is well closed off that oh, it's closed off that toolbox yeah. really isn't it um thought of that before. Uh, minimum bounding geometry. Ooh. Yeah, there's only a few moves left. Um, ASCII 3D to feature class. <laughs> yeah, I think I spotted your weakness. I was hoping you weren't going to see that. I could. Uh, oh no, it's not going to work. I think. I think. Hang on. That's not. 
I think you've got me. Yeah, export to show for. Woohoo. Uh, nicely played. I was hoping at final couple moves, because it was, yeah. Uh, it was the arrays that got me, actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, that just came to me. <laughs> it's nice. We've got it, we, yeah, one, one, uh, one podcast soon, we should, we should do a kind of learner's, um, podcast. Well, the kids' version. Well, just, you know, help people understand, you know, the rules and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, actually, if you've got any rules and tips, or tips or tricks that, I mean, the difficult part, because we've been playing this for quite a while, is memorizing the toolboxes. Yep. That, that is quite hard, and then how they relate to each other. It took me a good two years. It's not something you pick up overnight, is it? Definitely. No. And even now, like, you know, when, when it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, we, we don't play the championship level, you know, this is this is just kind of, you know. <laughs> Definitely don't. Uh, but when, you, when you're when starting doing that, that's, uh, that's an awful lot of tools you have to remember. It, it is. Um, and especially with the variations, like we play 9-3 plus. Yep. Um, but if you played a 10 or 10-2 only, then there's stuff there that doesn't exist and there's new stuff. Yep. And you have to know, and that's yeah. That's why I find the game so interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe we should do a, I don't know, a lightning round at some point, or um, or we'll do a ten-two version or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if we've got the time to learn. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, again, if you'd like to compete against one of us, um, message in. Well, it's been a pleasure, Mark. It has been good podcast. Really enjoyed it. Well, you were excellent, Mark. <laughs> and you were typically awesome, Chris. Oh, man, we're so good to each other. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. We'll do.